Hello again and welcome back to Daily Devotions with North Clay Baptist Church. My name is Pastor Drew and today we're going to be looking at Psalm 109 through Psalm 112 as we continue in our one-year Bible reading plan. Now starting in Psalm 109, Psalm 109 is a psalm of David and in this psalm David describes standing before a corrupt court as he is being falsely accused. In his distress he calls upon God to take up his case and defend him against his accusers. Now, Calvin rightly points out that though this psalm can rightly be applied to the life of David, it finds no more appropriate application than to the Lord Jesus Christ. For it was he who stood condemned, despite no sin being found in him. And it was he who was truly innocent, yet took upon himself the punishment for our sins. Next is Psalm 110. Psalm 110 is a psalm of David, and this is one of my personal favorite psalms. Uh, an interesting fact about this uh, psalm, uh, verse 1 of this psalm, Psalm 110.1, is the most often quoted Old Testament passage in the New Testament. This fact is why Pastor Jeff Durbin says it's God's favorite Bible verse, since he quotes it so many times in his word. Now, as we read through this psalm, there is no doubt whatsoever that this psalm is looking forward to the Messiah. And we see this clearly in light of New Testament revelation. Jesus himself references this psalm when he spoke to the Pharisees, asking them this question, How can David call his son his Lord? Well, the answer to the question is that David's son would be the king of glory from Psalm 24. He would be Yahweh himself in the second person of the Trinity. He would be the incarnate son of God. Not only that, but we also see Yahweh say to David's Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. We know that in Christ's ascension, he was given authority, dominion, and a kingdom. And what we read in this psalm is that the enthronement of this messianic king would be followed by the subjugation of his enemies under his feet. Not only that, but the Apostle Paul tells us that Christ must reign until he has placed all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. So, as we read through this psalm, and as we read through all of the New Testament references to this psalm, there is no denying that the reign of Christ will be characterized by his conquering of his enemies and placing them under his feet. And that once he has accomplished this victory over his enemies, he will finally return to destroy death once and for all. Next is Psalm 111. Psalm 111 has no author listed. And an interesting note in my Reformation Study Bible is that Psalm 111 and 112 are twin psalms. Both begin with praise the Lord, and both contain an alphabetic acrostic with each half line starting with the subsequent letter in the Hebrew alphabet, and both focus on the fear of the Lord. Now, this kind of information is always fun, uh, for me at least, since it's not uh, obvious on the surface. But at any rate, uh, what we see in this psalm is that the psalmist is ascribing praise to Yahweh for his works of provision and redemption. After recounting all of these things, the final verse tells us that the fear of Yahweh is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have good understanding. And this is a very important epistemological note, that if we are to have true knowledge, it must first come from a right understanding of who God is. Only through the fear of the Lord can we arrive with any certainty at true wisdom and understanding. 
And lastly, Psalm 112 also has no author listed. And as we've already mentioned, Psalm 112 is very related to Psalm 111, and the content of both Psalms complement one another. Now, while Psalm 111 highlights God and His works, Psalm 112 describes the joys of those who walk in obedience to God. As the opening verse states, Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in His commandments. It is always important to remember that were it up to us, we would not be the blessed man described in this psalm. But because of Christ and His imputation, the imputation of His righteousness to us, all of the blessings of God are ours in Christ Jesus. And not only do we experience these blessings, but as we are continually transformed into the image of Christ, we are made able to walk in obedience to God and His law.